0: is the Off Day Podcast Give me a chess ball. Boom. <laughs> with Andy Hart.
1: All right, good to be with you. All right,
0: This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name
1: again? <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal. <laughs>
0: oh, Mr. Dot Commer on oh, WEI.com.
1: Patriots Chargers, and once again, another season-changing game potentially. Can they beat a good team? We thought this was the case against Dallas. They put up a good fight, found overtime. Then they beat the Jets, which you're supposed to do. Now you face a team on the road, winning record, Justin Herbert, good offense, good defense. Can they get it done? If they lose, three and five, season over? No, just because the AFC is so, like, tight. What I mean, about? It'd be a very uphill battle, but not over.
0: What about in terms of not just mathematically, yeah, there'll they'll be a path, yeah. but is it a path that you or other people will believe in
1: depends how they lose if it's like the dallas game then i think they're still in it but if they get you know if they lose by 10 points and they're never in the game then maybe it's time to start looking to 2022 and realize that you only beat teams that don't have a pulse teams that stink correct yeah you're in the the 20th in the league where you just beat the bottom third of the league and you can't beat anybody else
0: bottom third might be generous. How about bottom two? Oh, come on. (laughs) The last two teams in the league. That's it. Uh, Jacksonville will be in there. So, Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. So you might be like 27th. Um, Is that how you feel? Yeah. And I looked at it. I mean, I posted a column, like there's two things at play. Cause either way they're the, the AFC is wide open enough. Seven teams, like you're going to technically still be in it. I just, I look at a team that, okay, you, you, tr- you finally got some, some belief or some momentum or some, you know, reason for us to say, oh yeah, they're not just full of crap. They're, they're a little better, but whatever. And then you go out there and you lose against a good team, but not, I mean, this isn't an unbeatable team. This isn't the best team in football. Like it's a good chargers team, after- Where you put them by the way. um Well, that's kind of what my column is. I'll let you know on Sunday, like this is a, from a from a from a Patriots perspective, I think the Chargers are beatable. This would be a good road win. This would be your marquee win. This would be whatever you want to call it. From a Chargers perspective, you need to win this game if you want to be an AFC contender. Coming out of the bye, also coming out of you got your butt whooped by the Ravens. Yep. So for their purposes, now like well, I'm not going to take you seriously. You're you're okay. You got a first year coach, young quarterback. Maybe you'll be good in a year or two, but for this year. I think you lose credibility or relevancy if you lose this game. So I think more so than in the standings, because even if the chargers lose, they're fine. They're fine in the standings, but will anybody take them more seriously? No, they're going to say, Hey, eh, you're the chargers. You're always blah, blah, blah. Like you don't have your own stadium. You barely have fans that show up to games. Like, yep. I think the little pot shots will come out, but if they win and you go, huh, Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley. I kind of like what they're doing out there in LA. Like you're building something. Um, So I do, I think this is a big game, sneaky, really sneaky, big game for both, for both teams. Um, Because the, the issue is the two levels. Like I know, and it's a battle that we face. We faced it all year dealing with fans. Like, yeah, they can say that factually you were this play away from winning this game, this but I watched it like you were also a couple other plays from getting your doors blown off by the
1: Cowboys, right? Like the Cowboys. In the Houston game. Like if if they didn't have the stupid coaching mistakes, you lose that game. Right. So there's that
0: difference between like just the pure numbers, facts, plays records, and then like what you're watching and how people interpret what they're watching from, I would say somewhat, biased viewpoints or predisposed viewpoints so like I I think this is a really interesting game I really and then you throw in like I don't know if you heard some of the the Brandon Staley like talking up Belichick this week and like oh they're good in all three phases and this and that and like they're treating the Patriots like they're the real Patriots they should though no I agree and I also think in some way they might get credit for beating the Patriots in that way like people will say that's a good one you took care of business against Bill Belichick and the Patriots I don't care that you know on paper they're three and five Patriots I think they'll get some some cachet credit for beating the Patriots um so yeah it's an interesting game and the quarterback storylines I mean if from a Patriots perspective you're hoping that this could become a thing right one of the young that your guys in the mix with justin herbert as one of the young conference quarterbacks that you're going to be following for the next 8 10 12 years because certainly everybody has anointed justin herbert as the next big thing one of he's already
1: passed Mahomes. he's in kitten already he kind of has
0: he kind of has like i think there's if you asked people if you like blind hold some people you could get people to say Mahomes or Herbert and people would take Herbert over Mahomes right now. Like I think his stock is rising. Yeah, especially uh, with the Chiefs struggling and yeah. 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 So he is in that certain class of young quarterback. You think Mac Jones is probably, or hopefully going to be in that class. So that's another storyline to this game. So yeah, it's, it's a sneaky, interesting,
1: important game for both teams, I think. And even on paper, I think it's a good X's and O's matchup. Like the chargers are, not are the worst in the league against the run. Can the Patriots continue that dominance with their run game? Can Damian Harris go over hundred yards again? And then if you do that, you're assuming you keep Justin Herbert and their offense off the field. So there's your natural sort of path to victory. So like I on paper, I think this is a I don't want to say very winnable game, but it's a winnable game. Oh very winnable. I, I didn't say I'm not going to say it's very, but it's it's winnable. Like it's well, you didn't say it by saying it. You you yeah. usually like if, um, if, if they continue to do things well, they have been doing well, they should take care of business. Yes. Um,
0: I would counter that by saying there's some, some real matchup uh, inequities or concerns as well. I mean, I in a lot of ways, the chargers and the Cowboys are very similar, multiple receivers, decent tight end, running back, running back that, well, we'll get to that running back in theory that, can catch the ball out of the backfield, maybe take advantage of matchups with Bentleys and Hightowers and those types of people, quarterback who is rolling, feeling good, controlling it all, putting it all together. And we saw how that played out. Not only did you lose, I mean, the other team moved the ball at will when they wanted to. And if they didn't have penalties and turnovers, you know, probably could have blown you out. So, but yes, you're right. And and the Chargers run numbers, they are what they are. Now I will say some of those are the Cowboys and the Browns and some really good running team, the, the Ravens. I don't sure. know if we quite put the Patriots in that world yet of, of running teams, but if they go three straight weeks with hundred yards by their lead back and, and control this game in that way, then they'll earn their, their way into one of the better rushing teams in the national football league. So I do, there's some interesting matchups. There's some interesting, and I think, the other interesting aspect is that you played them last year. You blew doors on them. But then you look at it, how that happened with kind of plays on special
1: teams. Special and, teams mistakes.
0: Yeah, like – and that was a part of their story. points and Cam Newton at 69 passing Right. It's, it's very strange when your point total and your quarterback's passing yards are similar. <laughs> and it's a good game. Like – You could have 10 yards passing and get your ass whooped and get blown out and you only have three points or whatever, but to score a lot of points and not throw for a lot of yards in the year 2020 or 2021 is a very weird game. Um, And they didn't even, it's not like they ran, they didn't even pull a uh, Navy or something and run for 500 yards or anything like it was kind of a quirky game. If you don't get those plays, although I will say, by the way, just a side note, Gunner has been returning the ball much better. He's actually due, I think for a he's big yeah i thought he started the year kind of slow and now he's starting to pick up steam and there there's been a lot of returns that you're like "Ooh, he's ooh, that was close Ooh, that was close so i don't rule out special teams being a factor again in they're still
1: level. worse in the league i believe dvoa wise chargers oh chargers okay yeah
0: yeah throwing dvoa at me early in the morning <laughs> sorry great stats um yeah no I don't I don't um presume that they are just a good special teams team and you can't recreate those plays you also can't count on those play. if that's your like After game, winning, yeah you yeah then okay that's that's not a good plan um the path to winning I do think you alluded to Damian Harris go run the ball for 20 plus times for a hundred and Forty plus yards or something, and because they're get they're giving up over five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I was listening to, um, I forgot his name, Matt Money Smith or something on our station. The he's a radio guy out west who does the Chargers games. He's there. Oh yes, guy. he was a guest of Grush and Keith. Yep. Yeah. So I was listening to him, and he was talking about it's absolutely real. Teams have run all over them, but Linval Joseph is part of the mix that could add some stoutness to the front um for them so that could help but i mean that's if you remember that playoff game a couple years ago it was the underman chargers they had like six and seven dbs on the field because they were banged up and that's what they had they still play a lot of dbs they still play undersized guys um at linebacker you should be able to run on them with how you've been running and how you feel about your offensive line and all that although the david andrews injury injuries are a sneaky massive deal in this game um, so the, the biggest one is Austin Eckler, which is a weird injury. Well, cause he didn't practice. Well, and he did the day before right? coming out of a bye week when he didn't have the hip injury, like, and he's always hurt. He's a guy yeah. that's banged up all the, usually it's like a hamstring or something that, but, and he's really good. And I think he's really
1: part of that, um, that game plan for them oh, to be to say that. if you look at what dallas did to the patriots he's just look at that game plan and try right. to replicate it oh
0: i'd be yeah i would be throwing to austin eckler somewhere between eight and 12 times in this game if i were uh, justin herbert but i can't throw to him if he's inactive or he's you know hobbling around on one hip or whatever out there so i think that's a big deal and then the injuries for the patriots we've gotten to this weird point where and this is not a shot at you and the others who go to Gillette Stadium for practice and count the players on the field it's useless for us to go okay thank you because we've gotten to the point where I drive home and it doesn't matter which station I listen to ours the other guy their little 2020 sports flash or whatever the hell each station calls it these days full attendance at Patriots practice today during the media yeah does it mean anything no it, it means absolutely nothing well, especially when you get the case where a player is out there and they listen as DNP like right that's what i mean. So like it 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 no one gives a rat's ass if he's on the field and can stand up. Oh, that's great. He's not dead. He's not in the hospital. He's you know, they didn't have to amputate his lower leg, but it doesn't mean anything. And you look at the Patriots, 16 guys last week, 15 guys on the injury report this week, all of them limited and
1: like 12 of them, i would say, are core players or starters. I would say for the most part, a lot of those guys have been consistently on the injury report week to week and have played. Yes, and that's why they like it, because they, they, they muddy
0: the water so you don't know which two or three on Sunday morning or Sunday midday you're like, oh, he's inactive. Like, I know he was on the injury report, but that one kind of snuck up on me that he's inactive. Um, so, like, even going back to last week, the Devin McCoy. Uh, Devin McCoy? McCourty. McCoy, Devin McCourty. yeah. You'd think I'd know him. He's been here for a decade. Um, sits out the second half, but we talked about it
1: in the press box. Like, could he, would he have played if it were he's, a... He's only on the injury porch Right. A strange. Very strange. A Very
0: little, little strange to
1: me. That well, he's even not even Devin, the way Devin was talking this week, like, I'm going to work really hard to play. Like, right. well, you're supposed to. You're not on the injury report.
0: Right. Um, but even to him and all these guys like Hightower and Duggar and, you know, these injuries. But really the biggest injury we know about like cornerback is, is JC Jackson. And then I don't know exactly how you're going to handle it with, in terms of, I actually let's get into that. Let's, let's stick with game. Yep. So the other team has two really good receivers. Yeah. Yep. One's a possession guy in Keenan Allen, like been their mainstay for a long time. And the other is Mike Williams, who's kind of turning into their big play guy, kind of a star, what they drafted him to be. Um, and but it's interesting because I as I say that, the the um, Matt was it Matt Money, whatever his name is Matt Money Smith, Matt yep, was talking about how the previous regime basically said Mike Williams just run go routes, just mm-hmm. run ninth. That this regime has decided, yeah, he can do that, but he can also run slants and sluggos and different things and turn those into bigger plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a part of his evolution and, and sort of a breakout here. Um, but my question is, as we always – so J.C. Jackson is your known commodity at corner. Your only known commodity at corner. Yep. Like, what is your perspective on this in terms of we always talk, oh, you're going to match him up with Mike
1: Williams and then help I, out with I, – I put him on Keenan Allen and have McCordy and Mills take Williams. Uh, I would too because I think
0: um, Keenan Allen isn't as – I don't want to be district dangerous, I guess.
1: I can I just like the way that J.C. kind of plays. Like, I think his physical mentality could pretend – I'm not saying he's going to shut down Keenan Allen for you know, two catches, but I think his style matches up well with Allen's game. I agree. Now, the one
0: problem I would say – and we've t- you and I have talked about this a lot. I have this whole theory. The Cowboys proved my theory against um, the Patriots when Mac. Jo- like, just because you have two guys bracketing or covering somebody – doesn't mean he's covered doesn't mean like oh you've taken them out of the game it's not it's not twice as good as having one necessarily sometimes there's a communication loss there a uh, uh, a comfort complimentary loss whatever you want to call it and I mean we've seen McCourty give up big plays this year we've yeah. seen Jalen Mills give up big plays this year so I don't I don't necessarily just look at that and say oh yeah yeah just put McCourty and Mills on it you'll be fine and I mean there's also been this this idea like is Mills more in the slot, who's on the outside, like Miles Bryant, Joan Williams. I, I don't even I mean if
1: we're looking at pure matchups, like if Juwan Williams could play, he'd be a good guy for Mike Williams. And but and by if he could play, you mean
0: like um, if was,
1: if he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not not if he's healthy enough, because he's healthy. Right. If he was okay. yeah, because his body kind of fits facing Williams.
0: And I don't, first of all, I need to get off my chest. Like, I don't know why I don't remember these games very well from last year. CTE, whatever you want to call it. You know, I was an idiot earlier in the week and asked Matthew Slater if he's been to SoFi yep. Stadium. He played two games there in, last year. And a week, yeah. back to back weeks. Yeah. Um, but I was going through the photos today online looking for a photo. And Williams and Williams um, battled a little bit. There were a bunch of photos of of Mike Williams and Joan Williams on the field last year. So I don't know if that's a hint you know a a tell or what how they might handle something um because i don't feel great about that i'd also say so this is the week it's like this is the week joan williams is due to be a healthy scratch right he's been every other week for the last month healthy scratch
1: key player healthy scratch key player. because it seems like you could get sean wade back this week okay let's get into that what are your expectations for sean wade i don't know everyone that's talked about him says he's great plays in big games good good cornerback but I, i don't know i haven't seen him play and and
0: a a perceived slot guy, right? Yes. Coming like early in his career at Ohio State, and coming out and.
1: and I mean, he's... he was uh, um, potentially going to be a number one pick if he came out the year prior. Right. So he's got talent. I just I have I've never seen him play a game, so I I don't know what to tell you. And I
0: thought, um, like Mike Pellegrino talking to him this week about Sean Wade, he was very fixated on not the injury or anything so much more as like basically the guy's head's been spinning because I didn't know this apparently played for four different coordinators in college. And then I think he put it, you know, he gets to Baltimore and feels like he's going to lay his roots down there. And he, you know, unlearns everything from Ohio state, learns everything for Baltimore. And then all of a sudden he's here. And another coach, it's like his sixth coach in a short period of time and learning a new system. And which, I mean, it's all true and fine. And he's a late arrival and it is what it is. I find it hard to believe you're going to count on that guy to be like,
1: Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to be a, a main part of your game plan. Just, Savior. He he factors into the mix in replacing Jonathan Jones. Yeah, but do you feel good about that? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't feel good about something I don't know anything about. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting theory. <laughs> yeah. Can I poke holes in that?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Would you feel good about having a million dollars in your bank account? Well, it's different.
1: I know what money is. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just busting your balls i don't know and uh, uh, miles bright too i mean like you can count on him being on the field but can you count on him being like you're gonna take away this would would you feel good about one
0: night with Halle berry <laughs> you're, you're really fixating on this <laughs> well, i just thought i don't feel good about something i don't know anything about there's a lot of things i don't know anything about that i'd like to learn about <laughs> one <laughs> night with Halle berry would be one of them all right <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think injuries are uh, like, who do, do you think they'll be notable inactives? So you just said like um, kind of gotten used to the, the limited and the everything. No, I, I really don't. Okay. So you think the Patriots, despite 15 guys, a
1: lot of starters on the report yeah. are healthy? Like, I th- I'm not saying they're healthy, but they're healthy up to play. Like, but I think, and- I mean, football healthy
0: midseason. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Like, Andrews will play. Van Noy will play. Hightower will play. Like, do you think differently? No, I don't, I don't think. I just wonder.
0: I think this is what they do. They muddy the water so they don't know which I one think of those.
1: It's a little different this week where everybody's practiced. Like last week, Hightower missed two practice. Right. So I, I look at it more like that. What if somebody misses practice today? Well, let's to say that they're on point. Would you rule that out? Mm, not necessarily. Like you said, anything's to play with them. They do like to muddy the waters. Okay. They, they can um, save themselves with, oh, well are limited like they, they were dealing with something right right okay um all right you can host I don't know what you're doing go ahead <laughs> um how do you think they approach offense like do, do is it just strictly running or do they try to mix in some Mac Jones plays down the field that we've seen kind of evolve a little bit the last couple of weeks I
0: don't believe they can just run the ball to win I I, I agree um I said this yesterday to the MFers uh, Merlonian Fourier that and and Christian sort of brought it up too, like talk. You gotta you gotta take not take chances,
1: but you gotta be aggressive. You gotta play to win the game, not to let the other team lose it. That's something we that you get to. Like I think Bill needs to coach this game differently than he coached the Tampa game and the Dallas game. But not necessarily. Like, so that's a good. I agree,
0: hundred percent. But was last week's um, aggressive approach Jets aberration or? Is that where they're going? Was it like okay, we'll we'll start it here, and then kind of? I mean, they they went right down the field with a, a half a wide receiver pass trick yeah. play. They go for it fourth down. Like they were more aggressive against the Jets, but is it? You know, it's easy to be more aggressive when you you're better than
1: the team. But I think it's also trying to all the players as we talked about confidence, and mm-hmm. I think that was the start of it to build confidence that you can be aggressive, you can go for it two minute situations. Like I think. The coaching staff kind of realized, like, we can't coach scared. We're not going to win games in the football league like that. Right. And I, I
0: think they need to be more aggressive, or not more, but be aggressive offensively, try
1: to make plays, take some and shots. And I'm not saying, like, go for it on every fourth down. I'm saying take some no. shot down the field. Like, like, put on third and four, don't run a screen to Brandon Bolden. Let Mac Jones throw the ball. Right. Uh, yes. And within
0: reason, like, I don't think they can be stupid either. And I think stupid could snowball in the wrong direction, but I also think they need to be more aggressive defensively. I don't think they're good enough to just sit back and bend, but don't break and red zone stops. And, and like,
1: I agree with that too. I think the chargers are pretty good offensively. Keep some plays up to allow Matthew Judon to make a sack, like ski some things up. Like we saw Miles Bryant blitzing off the edge against the jets, more of that, like things like that.
0: You got to like, he's a far better quarterback, but you got to try to make Justin Herbert see ghosts or be uncomfortable or be unsure who's coming, where they're coming from. And, and, and I do both. So, yeah, I would, say, especially on the road in a critical game early on, like we talked about it last week, they did exactly what we fast start, you know, early part of that game could matter. And, you know, it was Judon that said, you know, you look up seven minutes in and you're up 14, nothing like that game was over. You, you didn't allow the Jets to feel good. You didn't allow it to get the crowd to feel bad, the ones that did show yep. up. So, you, and I think this is another week where, similar, get off to a good start. Like, there might be some Chargers fans who are unsure. And if the Patriots come right in and drive down the field and then force a turnover or get a three and out and get a gunner 30-yard punt return, Chargers fans may start to get, on. and there's probably going to be a big Patriot, Group. Yeah, I would say this is like the, the road trip right. to take. So, the start to this game, I think, is probably more important than it was last week.
1: Even also, too, from a Patriots perspective, right? If you get off to a, a good start and a lead, you kind of say, hey, like we did this against Jets. We can yep. also do this against the Chargers. Like, let's keep this going. Like, there's a sort of a satisfaction and a approval that we're doing things right. And it allows you to even more so settle into a
0: Damian Harris day and run the ball and play the game on your terms, play from ahead. So, yeah, I think uh, starting fast or at least not starting slow. Starting fast would be ideal. Starting even is is a necessity. You can't start slow. And the being aggressive on both sides of the ball are probably keys to uh, having a chance.
1: A random thing that I just thought about. Did you watch the Belichick mic dot thing they tweeted out last night?
0: Yes. The one where he goes, we only punted once, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to – he seems very, very close to Cam Acord. I like, agree. Like, it's just something. Like, he's always with him, always talking to him. And even, like, I, like the Patriots special teams wasn't great to open the year, but there was never, like, a – Cam sucks. Like, it was always, yeah. like, we're good. Like, we're, we're going to be okay. Like, I think Bill and Cam Acord have a little sneaky connection. So while everybody's thinking about Steve Belichick, Josh McDaniels, he's grooming Cam Acord to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. Let's say that, but I just it, it just stands out to me that they have a, they're very, very close. I don't know if it's a special teams background, they're both special teams coaches, but it just stands out that he's always, like for years, he was always talking with Moses Cabrera. Now it seems like it's Cam Acord. Interesting. Because I was going to say, now the
0: Cabrera thing's different, but I was going to say, I think part of it might be like, he's kind of always available cuz he's not at the bench area with his unit coming on coming up like josh is calling plays and then he's talking to the quarterbacks um, steve and Gerard are calling plays and then they're talking to the linebackers whereas a is like or a chord, i forget how do we yeah, say I don't it? Know how to do it okay. i think um, he, he's always kind of available near bill and so a there's probably more stuff when you're doing a mic'd up segment there's probably more raw material
1: but he's there and like sort of has. I'm also lead. talking about in practices too because, like, when we see the little window and they're stretching, he's right more, he's been with Cam a good amount. Okay, maybe here's a theory Bill's got a thing for cams, yeah. Cam
0: Newton, Cam Accord. You did mention Cam on the morning show this week. Just, you know, Cameron, the who's the actress, the blonde? What is it? I wonder if he likes her, Cameron. Isn't there a Cameron... Who was in uh, Something About Mary? Who's the actor in The I, Actors? I don't know. Not, not my company. Not I think too. there's a blonde Cam. Cameron Cam? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, maybe... I, I just... If this were NBC Sports Boston, it would be Hannibal Colon Cam Acord being groomed as next Patriots yes, coach. It probably would that's be, Tight yeah. with Belichick.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But no, good observation.
1: Um, interesting. I wonder, are we going to get more out of that? Mic'd up stuff? I feel like no, because that's like... I'm not just surprised we got it so late in the week. Usually that's like a Tuesday, Wednesday thing. Yeah, that's why I was wondering, could there be like an all-access package? Could there be? Because usually that's part of like the NFL films thing for inside the NFL on Showtime, like Tuesday or Wednesday nights. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I was just wondering
0: because, I mean, mean, it wasn't all that good. There wasn't all that much to it. No. So I was hoping maybe there was more coming out of a big win over the Jets. and Maybe. You don't seem very hopeful for that. No, I'm not. I'm not.
1: But when In if 10 he years. what? In ten years, maybe there'll be more to come out of it. Uh yeah. When he retires and they release everything, yeah. Then then yes. I just laugh that like,
0: you know, CD Lamb's mic'd up or guys like that, and you get like five minutes of they can't stop us, they have stopped us all after. And Bill's like, Good job, good job, good pass rush, guys. Good good job, guys. Right. Good job, even even when, when like Edelman was mic'd up, you got more stuff. Right. So yeah. Maybe we'll get a little snippet more, but no, it was your your little theory with Cam Accord. Interesting.
1: Did you uh, catch the Wickersham back and forth with Shanahan and the reporting? Did you, do you care about that at all? Um,
0: Not really. I mean, like I care about it in terms of, we talked about it a lot last spring, sort of the opportunities and options. And I, we talked about, I know for a fact we talked about, The idea that if you traded a second round pick for Jimmy, you kept your first round pick that gave you opportunities to go in a different direction. Like if Mm -hmm. you didn't have to invest that first round pick in a quarterback, you could kind of double up. Okay, now they doubled up anyway in just a different way because Christian Barmore looks good. The pick you would have sent to San Francisco looks like Christian Barmore could be your next great defensive lineman. Right. I mean, I'm I too far ahead of myself on that.
1: No, I think he's, he's established himself that I think he's going to have a solid NFL career. And maybe more than that. Yeah, I would say he's, he's on his way to being better than like Malcolm Brown was. Oh, definitely. No, but Please. What I'm saying is Malcolm Brown was a solid first-round defensive tackle, but Christian Barmore is more than that. Yeah, and what I would say
0: is I think Christian Barmore and Mac Jones are kind of very similar. Like for their job, for their role, with like yeah. what they are. Like they're okay. both – good young players who look like you're going to have for a long time. Now, can they become great? We'll find out in year two and year three, Mm -hmm. but their early foundation is very good. But getting back to the Garoppolo thing, you know, Zayvon Collins went next to the uh, Cardinals. Like that was a guy that was seen as like a perfect Belichick, young, big, athletic, versatile uh, linebacker, defensive player, front seven player. You know, like those were the opportunities that would have been there. Now looking at it now, I think everybody would say the Mac Jones they have now and his potential to get better they like better than Jimmy Garoppolo. No okay. question, yep. better fit. Um, but like, do I think the conversation took place? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And the way it was reported was what, like two? Um, Basically, it was an informal conversation. Yeah, which I don't like. What does what? that mean? Does that mean it wasn't like on the
1: record in transcript? Like what's informal? Inf- if I ask you a question, I asked you a question. Right. And that's where it kind of the the waters get muddied. Cause it's like, well, would you do a second? It's like, well, you're not offering a second. You're just seeing if it was available. So it's like, you could, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't, the fact that Wickersham's kind of getting hot and bothered by it. Like you wrote it. Like, I don't know how people are supposed to really interpret it. Yeah. I mean. You were interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. If the the
0: information is true, like if – I don't care whether you dub it formal. You were
1: interested in Jimmy Garoppolo to be your quarterback. It does look bad for Shanahan in the fact that, like, he – it's being written that he turned down a second-round pick for Jimmy, basically. Yeah, it doesn't look great, especially right now where Lance is hurt, Jimmy's not playing well, like – That's why why I think Shanahan got a lot bothered by – The questioning this week. Well, I think he gets hot
0: and bothered because he's an arrogant boob. Uh, That's that's factual, too. Who's not as good as people want to make him out to be, who pretends that Jimmy's awful and whatever. But the reality is, you win a heck of a lot more when Jimmy's your quarterback than when anybody else is, Mr. Quarterback Whisperer, or whatever the hell you think you are. Like, my eyes got open this week when somebody sent me a text, and I forgot who it was, but that uh, Matt Nagy has a better record than Kyle Shanahan. And that's interesting. Matt Nagy is universally seen as a boob, a moron. He's going to ruin Justin Fields. And Shanahan is universally viewed by the John Anderson's and the Chris Shimes of the world as God with a clipboard. He can take any quarterback and be great. He's got the greatest system ever. He's going to make quarterbacks. And like, well, I mean, the reality, it, didn't we spend the first six weeks of this year saying your record is what it says it is like you are what your record says you are. Yep. I would say Shanahan's record is what it is. lost seven straight games at home. He's not that good a coach, in I my don't. opinion. Like it just is what it is. Um, but more importantly, does this like? I guess it doesn't matter now because you have Jimmy. Like the quarterback door is closed. The conversation is over. You have Mac. You had, I mean, you have Mac. Sorry, I'm like uh, I'm like Bill. I confused my quarterbacks there. Um,
1: you have Mac.
0: So yeah, the, it, it doesn't
1: matter. Yeah, you, you have your franchise quarterback. You got him 15 overall. Like you're you're okay with what transpired. And Jimmy's not coming here now yeah. because
0: Jimmy's not going to go someplace where it's clear he's backing up a young quarterback that Bill likes. Like right. if he goes somewhere, it's going to be somewhere where he's competing with a, a flounce, Like he'll be the Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, go to a place where he can have a chance to be the starter. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, there's no path to come back. To America, no. Right. The only thing I found interesting um, and we're guilty. We're part of the group of guilt. Um <laughs> This was reported by uh, the, the excerpt by Matt Miller, that whatever guy. Um, how come none of the Patriots reporters read the book and, ha- and pulled this excerpt? Because it was in the last chapter. Maybe we didn't get there. That's my point. Everybody's had the book for, including me, I'm guilty. We've had the book for, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Okay, so we're guilty of, this tells me no one on the Patriots beat has finished the book because no one pulled the excerpt before Matt Miller.
1: It's a good point. Okay. Thank you. And again, guilty as charged, part of the guilt. Or it's just people don't really want to. I mean, to be fair, like this book has gotten so much play already. Like, how many blogs are we going to do off of things from this book where it's like, I almost feel like the book contradicts itself in a way. Like, <laughs> some, some of the stories are like, Bill hates the NFL, hates the Flake Gate, it was all in on that. And then he's hugging Roger Cardell in a hangar at an airport. Like,
0: right. But I also think we blog everything and this is Patriots and Jimmy like, and it got a little run. It certainly got a little run on both coasts when yep. Matt Miller blogged it. So I think this tells you most, almost everybody didn't finish the book.
1: It's true. It's true. Uh, anything else you want to get to? Well,
0: are we going to pick the game?
1: Oh, we should probably should do that. Yeah. Jesus, Jiminy, Joseph, I let you host. And then you don't even pick the game. Uh, I'll go first. I, I got the Patriots winning this game. 27-24. Another close game. I just, I don't know. I just have a gut feeling that I think they're really, they're feeling themselves after last week. All the players that spoke this week kind of talked about their confidence. And, and I guess they, they sold me on it. Um, I think that they're, they're playing well. They're confident. They're going to go on the West Coast and win this game. So you're going to continue to be a homer
0: in your picks, as you've been yeah. most of the year. And I guess I'll continue to be a hater, as I've been most
1: of the year. I believe um, my, my record, though, I, I keep track of these things. I think I'm four and three. Yeah, I'm four and three. I keep track of these things. Well, I don't keep track of these things. I'm just
0: going to make another pick and then forget about it as the week rolls on. Uh, I think – I don't know. I wish I had more information on Austin Eckler. It seems like nobody does. Like, I'm – like,
1: I tried to scroll through. Yeah, it's a also bit one bit of it. those things, too. If it was, like, a, a major injury, don't you think, like, the Schefters or Rapport would have said, like, suffered a major injury in practice?
0: yeah. And all I saw was like Schefter retreating his daughter's Nickelodeon interview with Austin Eckler. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, I wish I knew Eckler's status. Um, If he's playing and he's playing at a normal level, let's say, I think this is a really tough matchup for the Patriots defense. I I do. And I don't know. They're not the Cowboys, but I don't know if if Mac Jones is ready to get in a shootout with all the weapons, not Mac Jones, but, the offense led by Mac Jones versus the offense led by Justin Herbert. Um, And I think I said this to Fourier, I think the chargers are more talented. Mm -hmm. I think they're as motivated or more motivated. I think they are coming out of their bye week Uh, They're at home. There's a lot of reasons to just say, this is the spot that the chargers should win. They want to win. Like it's an important game. So I'm getting choked up here. Uh, 31-20 Chargers. I think the Chargers control the game. I don't think you get your special teams big plays to save your ass. Um, Brandon Staley, everybody seems to think he's a good young coach. Well, yeah, he's not Mike McCarthy. Right. If you're a good young coach and you're a good young team, and if you're a great young quarterback on the cusp, take care of your business.
1: All right. Well, if find know what happens on Sunday, uh, we'll have a post-game podcast Monday morning little late game on sunday <laughs> it's what? not really a late game it's a four o'clock game four o'clock game it's a, you know we want to watch football the world series is on There's stuff going on i feel like it, i like the monday mornings it's fine i understand you want to have a
0: beer in your hand while you watch sunday night football you don't want to be taping a stupid podcast with me just be honest it's
1: fine i could have a beer and do a podcast with you anyway well,
0: that's true <laughs> wouldn't be the first time we've had a beer and a <laughs> podcast no, so yeah
1: okay all right. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, sorry for the the whatever 12 hours late posting. We had some stuff going on Thursday, but you'll, you'll get this podcast in the same place. It's not a big deal.
0: Yes. And uh, d- d- do we want them to do the thing like, I don't know, rate, subscribe,
1: rate, subscribe. Do that. If you're, if you're still listening now, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already. Those look good for the higher ups. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt i don't know how much interaction looking at it but it never hurts <laughs> good point all right well uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. peace out